Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Cardinals Update podcast presented by me, Cardinals Update, or Jesus, or Duke, you know, whatever you want to uh, call me by. I'll go by any one of those names. And yeah, this is just an initial podcast, sort of giving you guys updates a couple times a week, you know, going through the team, you know, whatever aspects that you guys want me to cover, whatever is breaking news or whatever is currently going on or just maybe some underlying stories that are going on throughout the week, some matchup previews, some breakdowns of what happened the week before. And yeah, everything that you guys might need Cardinals um, news wise, updates wise, this podcast would be just covering everything that you guys might need. All right, so to start off with, you know, today's Tuesday, so we'll go over sort of the game, and then we'll go over um, the Gannon's Monday presser and just everything that's been going on so far. So starting off on Monday morning, Gannon had his weekly presser, and he talked about the QB change. So initially, Sunday after the game, Gannon talked about, um, or he was asked if who was going to be the starting quarterback going into Browns week and going into the Browns game. And he initially said it was going to be Josh Dobbs that was starting. He hadn't made a decision. You know, that was right after the game. So I believe Gannon doesn't like to make any harsh decisions. You know, from what we've seen throughout his time here, he usually makes his decisions on, you know, what he sees in film or what, you know, the the trend been going on or on the team. So this morning or yesterday morning, he talked about um, they talked to all the QBs in the morning after watching the film sort of Sunday night and Monday morning. And he said it was either going to be Kyler Murray if he's healthy enough to start against the Browns that he will start. And if not, it'll be the fifth round rookie Clayton Toon, which is really surprising just because you didn't think that, you know, especially after Sunday's game, you didn't really think that Gannon was going to make a move that drastically within 24 hours. You think maybe throughout the week, you know, Kyler Murray is starting to look good, like how he how he has been the past couple of weeks. You know, he's making great reads. You know, he just he just looks like the quarterback, the franchise quarterback that you have been waiting on throughout this whole time. So I like that Gannon isn't afraid, you know, to kind of go back on his word if he kind of realizes, you know, something that that just isn't right with the team. Like last week in uh, versus Baltimore, you had Dobbs just missing some throws, you know, since probably the 49ers game, he's been missing a lot of easy throws, like some dump offs to Rondell Moore, to the, to the running backs, just some wide open shots to Hollywood. If he's able to make those deep passes or just even those short passes you think a lot of games that you'd you'd be closer you know sometimes you'd even win maybe a few of those games if you're just able to keep it close enough where the defense is out there for most of the day and you give them time to rest and you give them time to catch their breath before going out there for another long series so yeah that's what happened you know Josh Dobbs got benched Monday morning and we'll see where that goes he also talked about the main things that he wants to see from Kyler Murray. As we know, last week um, in the injury report, Kyler was a full participant on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, he had no injury designation. And then that kind of raised some questions for some people. Maybe he could have started against Baltimore. Maybe, you know, he's he's fully healthy and they're just trading him. Some people were saying, but, you know, all in all, he's been 
from what I know, he's been healthy for a couple of weeks now. And, you know, physically, everything's everything's working perfectly. You know, his knee's fine. He's running. He's making cuts. His dropbacks are looking great. The only thing that needs to be seen is his his comfortability in the offense. And that's what Gannon said. You know, that's one of the reasons why it's kind of 50-50 right now with Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray. Toon's been here, you know, ever since he got drafted, and he's been taking reps with the first team, if it wasn't um, Colt McCoy, and then just throughout this offseason, he's been taking reps with the team, and he knows kind of the playbook, and it's just for him, both of them really much getting comfortable within the offense. And with Kyler Murray specifically, I think the main thing they want him is to be mentally ready. I know, you know, Ever since he got injured, ever since Monty and Gannon took over the team, they said you know, they wanted to be ready 100% physically and 100% mentally. I think the physical aspect, like I said, everything with his knee is good. I, from what I've heard, he's been good since he probably could have been starting week one physically, but it's just like the mentally, the mental aspect of you know, having that ACL injury, you know, going through your first major injury in professional sports. I know there's people that have had major injuries, there's people who haven't, and just going through that is difficult always for your first time because you don't know how your body reacts, you don't know how your body responds to, you know, having a major injury like that. So just getting everything right mentally, you know, trusting the neon drawbacks, trusting how to run and everything's going to feel weird at first, of course, just because it's something that's brand new in your knee, it's it's not going to feel the same as it once was. But just going through, you know, the the aspect of, oh, hey, even though it might not feel how it was before, you know, it's still working great. And that's something that he has to get through. And then also just learning the offense. You know, as we know, he was mainly in just shotgun formation with Cliff Kingsbury. And, you know, all those years, I think maybe they they ran under center a handful of times. I couldn't even tell you just how many times. That's how few it was. But him learning Drew Pretzing's offense and just understanding um, the concepts and maybe there's something that Josh Dobbs really liked that he excelled in, that's something that Kyler Murray doesn't like. Or maybe he doesn't see something the way Josh Dobbs sees or Drew Petsing. Maybe he doesn't like a certain amount of plays. And that's just something that you have to work through. You know, that's how you that's why you go through the reps in practice. And I believe he has been going through um, those first team reps in practice. Obviously, that first week, you know, heading up to the Seattle game, that was his first week, you know, coming back from pup, you know, being designated to return. And that first week, it was just him getting comfortable. You know, you saw clips from different news sources that he was he was passing to practice squad players and, you know, doing um, being under center with like practice squad offense alignment. So that was that first week. That second week, you know, heading up to heading into the Ravens game, you kind of saw him um, getting more involved with some prominent guys in the offense. I know I saw uh, and I reposted a few videos of him, you know, being under center with um, the backup offense alignment and handing it off to Dermacato, which would be the starting running back this week. And so seeing stuff like that is very encouraging. And that's just the open portion of practice. So we're not able to see 
you know, what goes on behind the scenes when they ask the media members to leave. And I think that's where, you know, you kind of see him taking those first rep offenses. And we heard from QB coach um, Izzy Wolfork that Kyler has taken some reps with the first team offense. And throughout those first two weeks, he's taking, you know, more reps with the second team offense, which, you know, in their practices, the second team offense, you know, has their reps against the first team defense. So it's a good opportunity for Kyler to see, you know, what's going on with the first team offense, kind of get, you know, not live reps, but, you know, kind of closer to game speed going against that first team defense than he would going against a practice squad defense. You know, it, it's it's something that he could see. And if he likes something, you know, if he sees, you know, hey, you know, this route is ran better, you know, just a few yards deeper or, you know, I like you to do this cut a certain way if he's talking to the receivers. So, you know, him just getting used to all that, I think, is a big opportunity. And obviously, I think with with the more days and more practice reps that he gets, he'll get more reps with the ones and then more reps with the twos and kind of kind of sh- uh, shift his way uh, um, from the practice squad uh, receivers and tight ends and everything. And he'll start um, implementing himself with the first team offense. So that's everything that's happened with uh, Kyler. And the next thing Gan talked about was Toon's excitement um, for the opportunity to start against the Browns. I ultimately believe Toon is going to start this week against the Browns. Um, obviously, everyone wants to see Kyler Murray out there, but I think Gannon and Awesome Four, as they've shown since their time being here, that whatever plan they have, they are going to stick to their plan and they're not really going to wave much from it. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Kyler just looks amazing in practice and Toon doesn't really get going with it and they might just put Kyler out there but I really do believe it's probably a 60-75% chance that Clayton Toon is going to be out there and you know the 40 you know 25% chance that Kyler's going to be out there I just think I just think for the most part it's going to be Clayton Toon just from everything that that they've showed you that they're really they're willing to wait on it they're willing to wait on Kyler Murray and him to be 100%. I know Gannon talked about that where he said, you know, someone asked him, you know, if Kyler is 80 or 90% out, um, ready to be out there, do you put him over Clayton Toon, who's, you know, who's just how he is right now, 100% ready? And he said, no, you want Kyler to be 100%. You don't want, you know, anything bad to happen, you know, mentally, mental-wise. And they, they're just waiting for that um, 100% to get everything down. Obviously, it's not going to be 100% just because he's never played with this offense, with these receivers. I mean, he's played with Hollywood before. I think that connection is going to come back, you know, easy. And he's played with McBride for a half a season last year. And But, you know, getting used to, you know, the offensive line, getting used to how Froholt, you know, snaps the ball. You know, that's something that that's underrated. They just that you just have to get reps in and seeing how Michael Wilson runs his routes. Maybe Wilson runs them a little differently than what he likes to. And then they'll, they'll just go and, and build a connection off of that. So that's sort of the main things that happened on uh, Gannon's Monday presser. So today, obviously, some big news happened. The Cardinals traded away quarterback Joshua Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings. And yeah, that came out as a surprise for everyone. Um, Obviously, Dobbs kind of fell out of touch. You know, he got benched Monday morning with 
honestly, he went from the starting quarterback to the third string quarterback. Um, in the presser Monday, Gannon said that it was either going to be Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray starting. And obviously, if Kyler starts, then you have him starting and you'd probably have Clayton Toon as the backup and Josh Dobbs as the third string quarterback. So for, before the trade deadline, like I said, they traded Joshua Dobbs. They traded him to the Minnesota Vikings. So the whole trade details goes so that Arizona sent Josh Dobbs and a 2024 seventh round pick to the Minnesota Vikings for their 2024 sixth round pick. And with that, if Josh Dobbs plays at least half of their of their remaining games, then Arizona gets the seventh round pick back. So kind of and if you trade, you know, if if you think about it, this is the way I sort of think about it. So in the beginning, you traded a fifth round pick to Cleveland to get Josh Dobbs in the building about two weeks before the season started. And I think Drew Petzing, Gannon, and everyone here in Arizona, I think they sort of revitalized his career. You know, when he did come to Arizona, people were saying it's an egregious tank job that you cut Colt McCoy and now you have this quarterback this career backup journeyman quarterback comes in and they think that he was going to be just just with losing games for us which in fact in the beginning he was actually a big reason why we are in a lot of these games you know obviously he's not the best quarterback out there but the way he had a familiarity with Drew Petzing and his offense, and he sort of knew how to how to run this offense from his time in Cleveland and his time last year with Drew Petzing, he did great. Obviously, you wish he was here for the whole offseason. Maybe you could have snuck out another two wins. I would say probably against Washington if he was here for about a month more. He probably could have got that dub instead of you know having a few fumbles. And also, I think against the Giants game, I think if he was here for a lot longer, he would have been able to been more calm in the offense and not have the Giants come back. So I think, you know, if you do sign him earlier in the offseason, you probably get two more wins. But I think right now being one and seven, in all reality, I don't think it's that much of a of a bad thing just because you knew what you were getting into before the season started, you know, it was going to be a down year. And this down year is to help rebuild the future years. So Josh Dobbs ends his career in Arizona. Uh, you know, he started all eight games for us. He went one and seven as a starter. He had a 62.8 completion percentage, which is a career high for him. He threw for 1,569 yards, which is also a career high for him. Eight touchdowns, also career high. Um, he did have five interceptions and he rushed for 258 yards and three touchdowns, which, you know, a lot of the passing numbers, the completion percentage and the QB rating, it was all careers high for him. So that's why I think, you know, sending him to Minnesota for a six round, sending him and a seventh round pick to Minnesota for, for only a six round pick back. I think you could have gotten more, especially, you know, QB is uh, most, one of the most, the most valued position in the NFL. So I think you could have gotten more back. I think what you spent trying to get him with the fifth round round pick and then also sending a seventh to Minnesota and then all you got in return was a sixth round pick from Minnesota and also the seventh round pick from the Browns when you initially traded for him. I think you could have got more, um, but that's just my 
opinion on it. Obviously, you know, the last couple of weeks, his trade value probably went down just because he hasn't been playing very well. Last week against the Ravens, you know, I think out of the past month, that was probably the best quote unquote game he had. Obviously, it, it just wasn't horrible as you saw against Seattle or as you saw against the Bengals. But it wasn't as good as you saw him against the Cowboys win. I mean, against the 49ers, obviously we lost, but he had a really good game. You know, he was really dotting everything up. I think that was just a more, just the talent discrepancy between two of the teams. So with Josh Dobbs not being in Arizona anymore, um, if you do look at the Cardinals official depth chart, you do only see Clayton Toon as a starter. I think that'll obviously change by the end of the week. I think you'd probably get a practice squad QB coming in. Probably someone that you had um, in the offseason, preseason. I think maybe you get someone like Jeff Driscoll in here. I know he was in the offseason. Maybe someone like David Blau, who played you know well in the preseason. I think you probably get one of those QBs to come in, um, obviously to be in the practice squad, but to elevate them um, as maybe the third quarterback or maybe an emergency quarterback if anything happens. Um I do think it's going to be a battle between, for this week, I think it's going to be a battle between how much Kyler Murray pushes the envelope for him to play, you know, how much he's able to grasp the offense and how much Drew Petsing and Gannon feel comfortable with Kyler running the offense. Obviously, it is a road game, so you are going to travel, so you do have that, you know, you do have less time to prepare, less time to see both of them go at it, and it's just a matter of of if Kyler feels comfortable and if not then you're you probably feel more than comfortable Clayton Toon going out there one game you know kind of getting his feet wet in his rookie season you know he has been working as the backup for the past half of the season so you do feel comfortable in that aspect um like I said you probably just want to see how Kyler is if if the weather conditions are nice you know obviously with Cleveland, you know, that, that defense is pretty tough. But, I mean, if if Kyler, like I said, I think he's 100%, he's 100% healthy in regards to his knee. It is just him just learning the offense right now. And another thing that kind of goes along with it is how healthy and how much that offense can hold up. I mean, obviously, these past couple of weeks, I think our offensive line hasn't been playing how they were the first month of the season. Um I think our best offensive lineman is Will Hernandez. I think he's kind of taking a, a little bit of a step down, but he's still very solid at that guard spot. I think Froholt, you know, he has his ups and downs, but I think most in part, most in all, he's been a very good center. And I think Paris kind of hit, you know, a sort of rookie wall. You know, that first month he was coming and playing great. Um, obviously, these past couple of games, he hasn't been playing well, the Seahawks game, I think, was another bad game for the offensive line. And I think he had a rough going this past game against the Ravens. I think he kind of bounced back a little bit. But, you know, it was still kind of a rough game. And I think they're just all going through it right now. You know, it's tough. You know, just when, as an offense, you're having troubles and, you know, the quarterback department, you know, kind of leaks into, you know, Maybe the pass uh, protection isn't that well. Maybe, you know, you don't have James Conner out there, so the run game isn't as efficient as you'd like it. And maybe, you know, the play calling isn't as great as you'd hope. So, you know, everything that just goes into an offense being great, 
I think a lot of those question marks that you, you still have going into this Browns week, you want to see how DJ Humphrey holds up. You know, he hasn't been doing well pretty much this whole season. And, you know, seeing him um, out there is kind of iffy. Obviously, he's protecting protecting the blind side of Kyler Murray. So you just want to see how that goes. Um, to kind of talk about the injuries, you kind of want to see how Elijah Wilkinson goes on. He's been our starting left guard um, for pretty much this whole season. Last week, you had Tristan Colon. He went out the game, I think, within the first couple of snaps with the, with the calf strain. And then, you know, outside of those, that first series, after that, you had Dennis Daly playing that left guard spot. You know, he, you know, a lot of people don't like him out there, but, you know, he's just what we have available. So you just want to see how that offensive line holds up, especially if Kyler Murray goes out there. I mean, obviously, you hope the offense line holds up no matter what, because, you know, if the offensive line doesn't hold up and you don't have good rush lanes, you don't get good push in the running game, or you don't have good pass protection, that Brown's defensive line and that defense will just will just make the day really rough for you. And you don't want that to happen. So, like I said, going into the injuries, obviously last week you had uh, linebacker Chris Barnes. He was out with the hamstring. You know, hopefully you could get him back. Uh, defensive line was a problem for us. And, you know, one of the defensive linemen that have been uh, coming on recently, Kevin Strong, he had a shoulder injury. So you hope, you know, he, you know, without playing last week, you hope he kind of gets back this week. Also, Elijah Wilkinson, obviously, like I said, he isn't the best that we have, but he's been starting and the coaches that the coaching staff trusts him at that spot when he is healthy. So, you hope that he just comes out there and just gives you that boost in the offensive line. And also, you like to see what happens with Greg Dorch. He did. It was sort of interesting last week because, you know, throughout the whole week, he was healthy. And then on Friday, he had a DNP, which is did not participate on the injury report. And he was questionable. And ultimately, he just didn't play on Sunday. And you had wide receiver Andre Bocelli out there returning punts and kicks for him. So you just hope Greg Dorch is out there. And just because he brings that spark on special teams that uh, in the return game that you might not have with another person. And also, you know, injuries from the game. Like I said, Tristan Colon, he started instead of Elijah Wilkins last week, but he did come out really early in the game. I think he only played, like I said, five snaps. And he was out with the calf strain. You also want to see how Damon Williams is. He left with a foot injury. So kind of having that backup running back to Dermacato, who was already a backup running back. I think um, you need him back just to sort of change the pace. And also, uh, by the end of the game, you saw Michael Wilson sort of get banged up a little bit. But Gannon was asked about that this morning, and he said everything looked good. They would just have to evaluate him throughout the week. I think he'll be good, probably just, you know, just, you know, just hurt, just nicked up a little bit. But I think he'll play. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that's happened so far. Um, throughout this week, I would just take a look at, sort of, if you can, take a look at what practice videos are out there. Maybe if Kyler Murray does start practicing with the ones you kind of see a trend of him so hopefully playing um or if not he'll definitely be playing next week like i've said before i think the plan all along and i've tweeted about this before where the plan for him was to come back week 10 at home versus the falcons it was sort of like a soft landing spot i mean if he wasn't healthy to begin like the first couple weeks i think they would give him as much time as possible 
so he could get um, ready physically and mentally. And I think he's just about there mentally. So hopefully he starts playing. Hopefully, you know, we start getting healthy as a team. I know there's, there's still a few players on IR that we hope, hope to get back on the defensive line. James Conner especially, you know, he's eligible eligible to return next week against the Falcons. So hopefully that all works out. Um Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. You know, I really do appreciate it. Like I said, this is the Cardinals Update podcast presented by me, Jesus, or if you want to call me Jesus, Cardinals Update. If you want to call me Duke, you know, that's my nickname if you guys want to go through that. Um, But yeah, I really appreciate you guys and I'll talk to you soon.